Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's Alonzo Bowden, and we're back with Who's Paying Attention? And this is episode 20. Wow, been doing a lot of shows. So right now, even as I speak, Hurricane Isaac is hitting New Orleans and Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama. It's been downgraded to a tropical storm. So, you know, we we care about the people out there. Hearts go out to them. Prayers go out to them. And I wish them the best of luck. This one, thank God, isn't nearly as bad as Katrina which means it's a whole lot funnier than Katrina. And I will get to that because, ladies and gentlemen, it is Republican Convention Week. Right now, the Republican National Convention is going on down in Tampa. Now, listen, if you don't have time to listen to this whole podcast, and I know you probably don't because people are busy. You got things to do. Here it is. I'll I'll just sum it up. All right. Um, It's all Barack Obama's fault. Um, Everything was perfect. In 2008, before Barack Obama came along, um, he's weakened America. We're going to turn into Greece. And um, yeah, good luck from there on. Don't don't reelect Obama. Oh, and Obamacare is evil. Uh, Jesus said so. All right. So that that's quick summary of the convention in case you didn't have time to watch the whole thing. It, it's you know, you, you need this summed up. So let's start with the with the ongoing theme of the convention, and that is, you didn't build that. They have latched on to this line. It was from a Barack Obama speech given in Roanoke, Virginia, back in uh, July. And Fox News, and, and, you know, uh, who could be more honest, more fair, more balanced than Fox News? But Fox Fox News edited the speech in such a way that it looked like Barack Obama was saying to all small business people, to all entrepreneurs, to um, people who who are self-made and and really self-made, not inherited self-made like Romney or Trump, but but actually self-made. They made it look like Obama said you didn't build that. So let's set the record straight. And and I'm literally I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to read the excerpt from the speech, what he actually said so that you know what the truth is, and then we'll have some fun with the you didn't build that. Because believe me, this is like giving me a great punchline. It's like, Alonzo, you didn't build that punchline. No, but I'm going to use it. So here's what Barack Obama actually said. Uh, Quote, there are a lot of wealthy, successful Americans who agree with me because they want to give something back. They know they didn't. Look, if you've been successful, you didn't get there on your own. You didn't get there by your own. Uh, He says, I'm always struck by people who think, well, it must be because I was just so smart. There are a lot of smart people out there. It must be because I worked harder than everybody else. Let me tell you something. There are a whole bunch of hardworking people out there. Now, again, these are Barack Obama's words. If you were successful, somebody along the line gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we have that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you got a business, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. That's the line they love. Back to Barack Obama. The Internet didn't get invented on its own. And we all know that. 
Al Gore invented it. No, really. That, okay, I threw that in. Al did not. Al was a government worker, but he did not create the Internet. No. Government, back to Obama's words, government research created the Internet so that all companies could make money off the Internet. The point is that when we succeed, we succeed because of our individual initiative, but also because we do things together. There are some things like fighting fires we don't do on our own. I mean, imagine if everybody had their own fire service, which which all the you didn't build that Republicans apparently have. And see, I keep getting into my stuff. All right, I'm going to stop it. And finally, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so here it is, the, the end of Barack Obama's speech. So we say to ourselves, ever since the founding of this country, you know what? There are some things we do better together. That's how we funded the GI Bill. That's how we created the middle class. That's how we built the Golden Gate Bridge or the Hoover Dam. That's how we invented the Internet. That's how we sent a man to the moon. We rise or fall together as one nation and as one people, and that's the reason I'm running for president, because I still believe in that idea. You're not on your own. We're in this together. I'm sorry for the end of that sounded like a Barack Obama election speech, but it was. And, and wow, what a great point he made about going to the moon. On a side note, we lost Neil Armstrong this past week, the, the, the first man on the moon if you believe that, some people believe he was the first man to a sound stage in New Mexico. And he was once challenged on that and he punched a guy in the face and he was in his 70s when he did that. Neil Armstrong was old school gangster, fly to the moon, 70 some odd years old, decking people in the street. Neil Armstrong was a true American hero. God rest his soul. And, and he's back up there where he flew. But But here's the thing, back when... John F. Kennedy challenged America to put a man on the moon. Nobody said, I'll do it myself. Nobody said, hey, that's government money being wasted. You know what happened? The United States came together and within 10 years, we put a man on the moon. We did it together as a society. So no, you didn't build that. I, you know, none of us did it on our own. You, you may have had, like he said, public school, blah, blah, blah. It, it, listen. All of these people who do it on their own show me how to float above the public roads and sidewalks. Just show me how to do that and I'll leave you alone. Forget about everything else. Forget about fire departments, police departments and everything that makes us a society. Everything that we all pay for because it helps the common good and we all share and it's not a handout. I always wonder why like, oh, Medicare is a horrible handout, but but subsidies to oil companies, well, that's just good government business right there. And paying farmers to not grow food, well, damn it, that's American. That ain't that ain't welfare like them lazy folks get. So, so this is the theme of the Republican convention. We did it ourselves. And damn it, they will trot out great American after great American to prove that they've done it themselves. Now, again... Let's, let's forget about the fact Al Gore built the internet by himself because that was a Democrat. But anyway, so <laughs> they have this. They have their speeches. Sorry about that. And the first speech. Jesus, how unprofessional is that? My phone rings during my podcast. Shows I'm keeping it real. Their first speech, the We Build That speech, Phil Archuleta 
of PM Signs. Okay, small businessman owns a sign company. <laughs> he built it himself. He didn't need the government. Really? <laughs> now, this is Archuleta's story. This, I'm not making this up. He does not need the government. He did it himself. We, you, Obama, damn it. I built that. For the last 40 years, this is Archuleta, my company has built road signs on the Forest Service road system. In 1984, I was fortunate to receive the National Award from President Reagan for being the most successful minority business in the United States. In 2004, President Bush made it possible for our company to manufacture signs for all of the federal agencies. When Obama came aboard and pushed the stimulus, I believed my business was going to explode at work. Unfortunately, it never happened. But thanks to Governor Susana Martinez, there are a few orders still coming from the Forest Service for our loyal companies. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is his entire business has been dependent upon government contracts. He built it himself and all he does is sell signs to the government. They picked this guy. The Democrats didn't give them this guy. Nobody said they don't they check before. They, listen, I don't need the government. But man, I was hoping to get some of that stimulus cash. I made a lot of money under those Republican presidents like Reagan and Bush, but I ain't making no money under Obama because I'm doing it myself. I think I don't even know that. That's hilarious. Okay, you want funnier? <laughs> the Republican National Convention is in Tampa, and they're holding the big things at at the Raymond Floyd Stadium. Guess what paid for the stadium? Public money. That's right. It was paid for by a tax increase. A half-cent sales tax paid for the $86 million stadium that they're in yelling about. There will be no tax increases. And I did it myself. And I didn't need government help. I, I don't write this. I don't write this. But, but it gets better. It gets better. Because we all know by now that Paul Ryan... Damn it, we are going to, this Medicare and this Social Security, these handouts to old people and sick people. Listen, Jesus would not approve, all right? And and Paul Ryan was, was with Jesus, and then he loved Ann Ryan till Ann said that Jesus and religion is ridiculous. Then he dumped Ann and stayed with Jesus. And the, the Medicare, and, and understand something about this Medicare and any of these voucher systems, okay? Whenever you hear the word voucher, it's it's like another one of these code things to shut a program down. What they're doing is saying, we'll take away the government paying for the Medicare insurance, paying the medical bills. We're going to give you a voucher, which is great if you have the other money. In other words, if your medical procedure costs $10,000 and I give you a voucher for $5,000, that's great if you have $5,000. But if you don't have $5,000, your $5,000 voucher is worthless. And you know what you are? You are sick and dying. So so make, so make they want to gut Medicare. Privatize Social Security? Think about that for a minute. Social Security given to private enterprise to invest? Imagine if Lehman Brothers and Goldman Sachs and Citibank and Chase and Merrill Lynch had the trillions of dollars in Social Security during the financial collapse of 07, 08, and 09. Just imagine if Social Security, imagine giving them that much money and saying, have fun, boys. Play with it any way you want. Yeah, right. 
Okay, so so understand, they want to gut those programs because they consider it an entitlement. As a matter of fact, Paul Ryan knows Social Security is an entitlement. You know why? Because he collected it. That's right. Paul Ryan paid for his college education using the money he collected from his dad's Social Security death benefit package. Okay, he, he to his credit, he saved the money. You know, sadly, he lost his dad at 16. That's tragedy for anybody. I've lost my dad. It hurts, whatever. But you you collect the money, you, you use it to pay for college, and then, what, 20 years later, 30 years later, you're like, damn, that Social Security's a handout. In other words, I got mine and screw you. All right? Screw you. I, I, I built it myself. I, I built the entire Social Security system myself, and I paid... You know, Social Security, you pay into it with your own money anyway. So, so I don't... Well, let's continue. Damn it. Build it myself. You know something? I don't even build this podcast by myself. Seriously, I record this thing on my computer and then I email it to a guy at the Sideshow Network. And Paul and the guys there do a great job and they get it out to you. So forgive me for I didn't build this myself. Damn it. I don't build anything myself. Every time I write a joke. I look at that pen I'm writing with and it says Bick on the side. It doesn't say Bowden. So I didn't build that myself. And you know that paper mill that I write on? You know, I, I make my own paper, some bitch. I don't do that either. I'm just a lazy, un-American living off each other. I should be like these great Republicans like Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan and Donald Trump and inherit money from my dad so I can do it myself with my dad's money, some bitch. So let's move on to other great Americans giving speeches at the Republican National Convention. Now, I'm not even going to touch on Santorum because we, we've already been through it. He's out of his mind. I don't know how they didn't invite Herman Cain because Herman would have been fun. He would have been hilarious. But here, here's a great one. Here, here's a, another great American that's normally going to be there. Governor Bobby Jindal from Louisiana. You know, Jindal was going to be there, but but since the hurricane was going to hit Louisiana, he decided to stay home. Oh, and ask President Obama for, for more federal money. That's right. That's right. I said it. He's asked. Now, this is this is Mr. Tea Party. We don't need the federal government and damn them some bitches. Stay out of my world. OK, so here it is. <laughs> President Barack Obama declared a state of emergency on Monday. Okay, now when he declares a state of emergency, that means there's federal support, you know, meaning money. Federal money is now available to help with whatever your disaster may be. In this case, it's a hurricane. So what was what was Jindal's response? Well, we appreciate your response to our request and your approval. However, the state's original request was for federal assistance, including a request for reimbursement for all emergency protective measures. The federal, direct declarate, the federal declaration of emergency only provides for direct federal assistance. In other words, he's like, listen, I want federal assistance, but I also want federal money to pay the state bills. Basically, he's an orphan saying, please, sir, can I have more that's the bullshit. <laughs> I hate the federal government. We don't need the federal government. You going to the convention? Nah, I got to stay home and write some letters to ask for money from the federal government. <laughs> I love these guys. These guys are great. And it's not just the guys. The women are at it too. Okay. Mia Love. Have you heard of Mia Love? Mia Love 
is the new sweetheart of the Republican Party. I've mentioned her before. If you haven't heard, I hope you're sitting down. She is a Haitian Mormon from Brooklyn who's the mayor of a city in Utah married to a white girl. Uh, married to a white girl. That would be even better. Sorry. Married to a white guy. It doesn't make a difference. It just shows that she is all their diversity rolled into one. And she said her speech, you know, my parents came to Brooklyn with $10 and did it all themselves. Now, listen, I've been to Brooklyn. You ain't doing nothing in Brooklyn by yourself for $10. They probably moved in with family and and found low paying jobs. You know, basically the kind of stuff the Mexicans are doing who come to this country and they built it up and they sent her to college and she's made it. Look, God bless her on her success. Did it herself? Again, go back to Obama's speech. Go back to anybody. Read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Read that book if you want to see how everybody has helped making it to the top. So I'm guessing if she did it all herself, again, didn't walk on sidewalks, didn't drive on roads. To get from Utah to Tampa, she didn't fly through one of those federal airports with those federal employee air traffic controllers keeping airplanes from crashing into each other in the sky and on the ground. She did it herself, damn it. And I'll bet, and I'll bet, and God forbid it ever happens, but I'll bet if she ever gets legitimately raped, she won't get pregnant because that's, you know, another one of their things, right? That, that you can't, listen, they said that if you, if it's a legitimate rape, or as Ryan says, a forcible rape as opposed to that unforced rape, and I guess there's a voluntary rape. I don't know. You will not get pregnant because women have a magic gene in their womb. Or maybe the womb itself is magic. I'm not even sure how that works because I deal in the real world and listen to doctors and scientists. But according according to the Aiken and, and Ryan, you got nothing to worry about. So Mia Love probably has that magic in her too. And you know, Condi Rice is set to speak there tonight, and I never thought I'd say this, but thank God for the voice of sanity and reason, because Condi Rice may be evil and love wars, but at least, at least she's reasonable and super intelligent. She's smarter than me on her worst day, so I respect her in that. And and then Condi Rice is the new member of Augusta. Condi Rice is in. You know how happy I am about that? I just hope Condi starts, just invite black people. Drive them crazy. Start out small. Bring Oprah and Denzel. Then slip Jay-Z and Beyonce in there. That'll flip them out. Then then close. At the end of golf, just bring Flavor Flav to play nine holes. That would be great, Condi. But she is the voice of reason. She will be there tonight. This, this is great. So who else? Who else has something to say about this? About you didn't build that and you you did it on your own. Well, here here's a great one. Okay, and you... <laughs> you're going to love this, all right? Somehow, okay, we're talking about Hurricane Isaac, right? I, I was talking about Hurricane Isaac. Well, according to Rush Limbaugh, and what more truth do you need than the statement according to Rush Limbaugh? According to Rush, Barack Obama manipulated the predictions of Hurricane Isaac to get the GOP to cancel the convention. Let me say that again. 
Barack Obama manipulated the predictions. And, and in the comments on this article, okay, and this, this article is in Think Progress, which is a liberal website. I'll give it that. But, but Rush did say that. If you read the comments, one guy summed it up. He said, listen, if Barack Obama can control the rain, if he can control hurricanes, you damn right I'm voting for him. That's Thor. That is Thor. Only Thor can control hurricanes. And now we find Barack Obama can do it too, or at least control all the weathermen in America, have all of them. But but Fox is fair and balanced, and Fox gives the real news. So wouldn't Fox have weathermen who would say, no, the hurricane isn't going to hit? No, because Barack Obama, he's got that mind meld thing. You get that when you, you learn that in Muslim terrorist school when you grow up overseas. You get that mind meld. So that's how he manipulated the Fox weather. Hey, God bless Rush Limbaugh because he can say this and millions of people believe it. Millions. Now, remember, remember when Katrina hit, Pat Robertson said that that was God going after, you know, gay people and and sinners in New Orleans. They drink and they party too much and they celebrate the ways of the devil. Evil. Celebrating the ways of the devil. So explain to me (laughs) why... This Hurricane Isaac starts out, okay, it starts out aimed at the Republican convention and it could end in Ryan's hometown in Wisconsin. That's right. If it follows its pattern and goes up to the United States, it'll start out threatening Tampa and end threatening Wisconsin, the town where Paul Ryan is from. That's not a message from God, is it? No, that's a message from Barack Obama controlling the weather. Evil, I tell you, evil, some bitch. All right, <laughs> let's move on because there's some. Do I do I have to keep going with politics or completely unrelated? Can I go to something completely unrelated? I will. We're talking about companies. We're talking about business and money. How badass is Apple Computer? Apple Computer just won a lawsuit. Okay, a one billion dollar verdict against Samsung for copying the iPad and iPhone. And if you saw the Samsung, you knew it was a copy. But Apple's like, yo, bitch slap. That was the sound of Apple bitch slapping Samsung. Okay, first of all, Samsung can't sell its Galaxy Tab 10.1 in the U.S., that computer, because that's a straight copy of the iPad. And now Apple's going gangster. They got a billion dollars, and now Apple wants products banished from the United States market. All Samsung smartphones, Galaxy S 4G, Galaxy S, Galaxy S2, T-Mobile version, AT&T version, blah, 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 Droid. They, stop it. Apple's like, yo, this is our town. The United States of America, yo, this is ours. You roll in here, you paying us. That is gangster. A billion dollars, and we, you cannot sell your products here, Samsung. Now, mosey your ass back over to Korea. You messing with Apple. Apple is gangster. I love them. That's how you become the biggest company in the world. You know how? You invent stuff. You build stuff. That's what they do. Yeah, it's built overseas in Chinese factories. but, But what could be more American than that? Damn it. So give it up to Apple for going straight gangster. Now, also on the subject of business, and I don't know why they don't talk about this in commercials. You want proof that your product is out there? 
the number one and number two most stolen cars, both Hondas. That's right. Honda don't give a shit about Camrys outselling them. Honda don't care if Kia is creeping up or whatever. You, where, Where's the market? Stolen cars. You know why? Because cars are stolen for parts. So it tells you what's out there on the road and still running. The 10 most stolen vehicles. The 1994 Honda Accord, 1998 Honda Civic, 2006 Ford pickup full-size MF-150s. Then we get to the 1991 Camry. The 2000 Dodge Caravan. People are stealing minivans? I never would have guessed it. Acura Integra's on the list. Chevy pickups down to number seven. Dodge pickups down to number eight. So that's just, see, Ford controls the pickup market because they're stealing Ford pickups. That lets you know. And we had the Ford Explorer and finally the Nissan Sentra. So Honda, how about a commercial? Our cars are so wanted that people are stealing them. Uh, is that a good ad? I don't know. A couple more stories and we'll wrap it up. Now, here, you, you know I like to talk about Department of Obvious Shit. Things that, that we should just know, but apparently scientists feel the need to study. Smoking pot lowers your IQ. Yes, persistent pot smoking can lead to a lower IQ, attention problems, and issues retaining memories, according to a study from Duke University and King's College in London. Researchers surveyed more than a thousand people, um, found an eight-point drop in IQ for those who lit up frequently. It doesn't say exactly what frequently is, but let's say, I don't know, is that daily or something like that? I guess so. Those who started smoking pot as teenagers but stopped later in life weren't able to recover all of their mental faculties. So, <clears throat> frequent use, smoking weed at least four times a week. Participants were asked about cannabis usage when they were 18, 21, 26, 32, and 38. Their IQ was tested at 13 and 38. So, in those 20 years, between, it, between ages of 13 and 38, well... 25 years, whatever, there was an average drop of eight points. So it doesn't sound like much, but here's the thing about dropping your IQ eight points, okay? It meant an average person dropped far down the intelligence rankings so that instead of 50% of the population being more intelligent than them, now 71% were, all right? So smoking weed slows you down. Did I smoke weed as a teenager? Hell yeah. Wonder if I could have been somebody. And I left the weed alone. I don't know. But the following three stories are also proof that I wasn't the only one smoking weed as a teenager. Tom Head, that's his real name, a Texas judge. Tom Head says Obama re-election could lead to civil war. I'm ready to take up arms. That's right. Tom Head, a county judge in Lubbock, Texas, said that Lubbock's law enforcement needed extra tax dollars. They, they always need more government money, even though they hate government money. They needed extra tax dollars, tax dollars in order to be prepared for a full-scale uprising, which he said could be a byproduct of Obama's re-election. That's right. This is what he's going to try to do. He's watching that some bitch. This is from Tom Head, the judge down in Lubbock. He says Obama's going to try to hand over the sovereignty of the United States to the U.N., and what's going to happen when that happens? I'm thinking the worst. Civil unrest, 
civil disobedience, civil war maybe. And we're not talking just a few riots here and there because, you know, those we can handle. We're talking Lexington Concord. Take up arms. Get rid of the guy. That's right. I need more federal money so I can have some law enforcement to start the civil war to take out Barack Obama. See? Smoking weed. You know that Tom Head was smoking weed when he was a teenager, and he's an old judge now, so he's been smoking weed for like probably about 50 years. And see what happens? Get your kids off the weed now. All right, you think that one's crazy? Got a better one. And, and it's always the same states. Think they've been smoking weed in Mississippi? Well, <laughs> you tell me. Mississippi schools, with America's highest teen pregnancy rate, largely adopts abstinence-only sex education. (laughs) Sorry to laugh, but I have to. Artasia Bobo, a 16-year-old Mississippi high school sophomore, was only 12 when she got pregnant and doesn't recall receiving much in the way of sex education. (laughs) Okay, so they changed the state law that Mississippi, the poorest state in the U.S., has the highest teen pregnancy rate. Until this year, the state allowed schools to forget sex education entirely. Okay, there was no sex ed until this year. But now they passed a state law that mandated school districts adopt either abstinence only or abstinence plus sex education policies. Now, which way do you think they went on this one? Well, a majority of Mississippi public school districts adopted abstinence-only policies that avoid or downplay the issue of contraceptives. Now, check this out. (laughs) Abstinence-only... Sorry to laugh, but but what else else can you do? Abstinence-only districts allow teaching about the benefits of avoiding sex until marriage, the consequences of bearing children out of wedlock, and how to reject sexual advances. Okay, they don't uh, they can discuss condoms or contraceptives, but it cannot include a demonstration of their use and must present the risks and failure rates of such devices. So, in other words, praying works much better than a condom, I guess. I don't you are smoking weed, Mississippi, the entire legislature, the entire government. I'm telling you, smoking weed is teenagers. Okay, 40-year-old Renee Bobo, who is Artasia's mother. And Artasia is unfortunately just one girl they picked, okay, because there's thousands in Mississippi. But she says they're getting the info from TV and from friends anyway. They should get it straight facts from an informed instructor. Mm, Apparently not. Nope. We'll just go with that abstinence only. All right. So they're smoking weed in Mississippi. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) and I hate to laugh. It's tragic, but you have to laugh because it's so dumb. Man killed by Alaska grizzly took photos for eight minutes before the attack. That's right. Richard White was in Denali National Park taking pictures of bears grazing. They weren't acting aggressively. They're grizzly bears. You are in in the wild. These are not pets. This is not Yogi. These are grizzly bears. He was 50 yards away from the grizzly taking pictures of it. Okay, Park regulations recommend you stay a quarter mile from a bear. Do you really need park regulations to tell you how far to stay from a bear? If you see a bear, you go the other way. And, and it was sad, but this guy was taking pictures of the grizzly 
who knows what set the grizzly off. The grizzly ate him. And here's, here's the tragedy. They killed the bear. Why do they always kill the animal? What did they kill the grizzly bear for? For being a grizzly bear. It's a grizzly bear. It's a grizzly bear. You are 50 yards from a grizzly bear taking pictures. Who knows? Maybe it was a flash. Maybe the grizzly don't like iPhones. Maybe the grizzly had a Samsung phone and said this iPhone is bullshit. Now they sued for a billion dollars. I got to pay a million dollars for this phone. Who knows what set him off? It's ridiculous. But this is the deal. Now, unfortunately, this guy was killed by the grizzly bear. More unfortunately, the bear was killed for being a bear. You know what? The bear's family was there. That was it. There were cubs. And they say you get around a bear when it's protecting its cubs, things are going to get serious. You know how serious? As serious as Sarah Palin. Remember? Remember what Sarah Palin said? Difference between a mama grizzly and a hockey mom? Lipstick. I guess old Richard didn't believe her. Had to go up and see for himself. Rest in peace, Richard. And, and he was smoking weed as a teenager. I'm Alonzo asking who's paying attention. You are. Thank you. Good night.